It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. I'm Mark Willard, and this is Inside Giant Moments, presented by T-Mobile, an official San Francisco Giants podcast. In season one, we looked back at some of the most iconic moments in franchise history. Now, it's time to focus on the present and future. We'll cover memorable wins and the off-field moments, interests, and personalities of the 2021 Giants team and staff. Join us for season two of Inside Giant Moments, now. The motto for the Giants this year is resilient. That word and sentiment was felt throughout the stadium on opening day from none other than Mike Kruko, whose emotion was clear for all to hear. Kruko joined me to share more about the experience of getting fans back in the seats and why this team is so exciting to watch in person. Let me start with this, Mike. How about these guys? Nice start to the season. Yeah, you know what, Mark? I don't think that anybody really expected the Giants to do what they're doing right now. And I think the one criticism they had of this club is something that they observed during spring training is, and they weren't catching the ball very well. You know, they weren't a good defensive team. They all felt that they could score runs. They'd proven that last year. Um, they'd filled up a couple of question marks in the bullpen. And, uh, and there were some question marks about the rotation, but uh, I, I think the biggest uh, finger point towards the giants was how well they were going to catch the ball. Well, they've been unbelievable. They've ranked, uh, one of the highest defensive teams in the league. Their starting pitcher's been off the charts. Their bullpen has uh, complimented that. And they're winning games without scoring any runs. So, I mean, they're really a, they're a fun team to watch. Well, and speaking of watching them, uh, you know, a lot of people are now, for the first time in a long time, getting the opportunity to actually do that in person. You and Kipe are obviously the voices of Giants fans, what, what was it like to not have them in front of you as, as you were doing games for, for such a long period of time? Horrible. Absolutely yeah. horrible. <laughs> and, you know, I, look, we, we, take, we take the crowd for granted. We've always taken the crowd for granted. When it was taken away, I mean, there were times where, you know, we, we would get emotional about it because it's so important to the essence of our sport to have the compliment of the fans. They're such a large emotional part of a baseball season because baseball season is an everyday game. It's on for six months and eight months if you think about spring training and then hopefully a playoff month. But they're so completely invested to the energy that surrounds that ballpark that when it was taken away from us, it was a void that we couldn't fill. It was just awful. What was that first game back at Oracle with fans in the building like for you? Well, again, I mean, I, the only thing I could say that completely describes it to a T is it was emotional. And we all got – we had goosebumps. We got tears. And uh, there was just this sincere homecoming with our fans coming back and really under the most adverse conditions, they had to prove that they were healthy. They had to get tested if they, if they didn't have a vaccine and, 
And then they had all these rules and regulations. They had to sit in a quadrant. They couldn't order this. They couldn't do that. They had to use this bat. Couldn't walk around the ballpark. All these rules. And yet none of it, none of it buffered the enthusiasm and the joy that the fans brought back to the, to the stadium. It was, it was a really, uh, it was a, such a, it was, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. It was that cool. Something we had taken away from us last year. And when it came back, and it was so pure in the form that it came back with. It was just so wonderful. And we were all just overwhelmed by the joy and uh, the emotion of, of having our fans come back. Well, Mike, you talk about the emotion of the moment. I have to share with you just being in the stands for that game when the resilient video that you voiced played. I mean, for me, that was kind of the, that was the peak of the emotion as we as we were all coming back into the building first and foremost what was it like for you to to work on that video well I, I, the our giants productions out they are so cool and uh Alyssa wrote this those words for us uh that were just so beautifully um they were so beautifully applicable to the emotions we all felt to the experience that we all went through and you think about it. I mean, the one good thing that came out of us, it it did bind us all together. We were all united under the same fears, under the same anxieties. And, uh, and what she had written down um, was it totally caught that emotion, I think. And I was just happy to be a part of it. I mean, they do some amazing things, but on that opening day, I I was uh, just, you know, I stood tall because of what they, uh, they, they allowed me to do. And, and to be part of that was pretty pretty freaking cool, I got to tell you. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I think it really captured it. You just mentioned it right there. Like when I did the show that night, one thing I mentioned was, man, that was the first time in five years I felt like I was in a public setting where everybody was on the same page and everybody was nice to each other. That That's what it felt like being in the stadium that day. That's exactly what it felt like, Mark. That's exactly what we felt. That's what everybody there felt. It was just emotional and uh and you know what? It's been like that every night. Every night, it's you know, it's get a little bit easier to come to the game, and you know that it, 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 we're starting to see a little bit bigger crowds come in. And uh, but the, you know that enthusiasm and that emotion has, has been consistent since the first game of the season. So you've done a handful of them now. How do you think it's affecting the players? Well, I mean, that's the whole deal. I mean, when you you know, it's a long schedule, 162 games. You know, you can't. It's not like football or, or even basketball plays and hockey. They play with a more emotion uh, as a team going into a game. Baseball is not that way. Baseball, you have to maintain a low key uh, emotion simply because there's just so many games. You'd be burned out by June 1st if you allowed your emotions to soar with the emotion of the game. You rely on your crowds. I mean, look, every professional athlete relies on their crowd, but I think the baseball players do more simply because. It's an everyday game, and when it was gone last year, you know they were they were hurting. They were they were. It was just not the same. And when the vibe came back, it came back in the first game, and it's been there ever since. Really, you go back to spring training with that, the very first time they opened up like 200 fans in the in the stands. That was cool. Didn't sound like a whole lot of people, but the players were performing again. There were people that were applauding what they were doing, and I think for an athlete. I think that's that's the greatest acknowledgement that you can get is applause and a cheer. And uh, now that that's back into the game, you know, we feel like we're whole again. So you think it's fair to say that, that the fans have played a, a pretty sizable role in how well the Giants have played at home so far? 
totally, 100%. I mean, they've been – I think they've only lost, what, one or two games. I mean, it, they've been really, really good at home. And uh, what we've always felt has been a great home field advantage, the energy in that ballpark, uh, now that it's back again, no question that it's helped this team do well at home. Uh, I remember having a conversation with Yaz last year, and he was talking about how lack of fans in the building almost changed functionally <clears throat> everything that they did because it was like – you know, you had to almost uh, do the do the around the dugout playful stuff to calm each other down because of the anxiety of playing in a bunch of, in front of a bunch of fans. When there were no fans, you almost had to do the opposite. You almost had to fire each other back up. Can you imagine how it would have changed the day to day, just the day to day function of being a ball player if there was nobody there? It's awful. I, I will say this: Last year in sixty games, they drank more coffee than right. they've ever done in any full season in the history of the game. Right. <laughs> but you're right; you, you had to manufacture your own enthusiasm, you know, your own electricity. Look, you know, one thing about last year, they didn't have any long trips. But you know, the Giants just came back from the East Coast this last trip. They came back in from Philadelphia, and <clears throat> the day that you get back home, and after a long trip, you know, I mean, you get home and. And you're, you get, they got home probably around midnight, but they were up early. These guys with families, they wanted to be with their family they hadn't been with in a week. So, you know, sleep kind of gets pushed back in the back burner. And now you get to the ballpark, and if there are no fans there, you know, you're on your it, – it's coffee pot and you. Go get it. And, you know, when they got back on the field and the applause that they got and the response that they got and the interaction that they had prior to the game, that got them through it, man. That got them to where they they were game ready. Their their gas tanks were recharged, and there wasn't one guy there that complained of being tired. Not one, and that was the reason for it. They sit there right now with with one of the best records in baseball, and, and I wonder <clears> just <throat> with with what you're seeing. You mentioned they're kind of surprising that they're not hitting, but they're pitching. That might be the opposite of what we thought was going to happen. But with everything that this team offers, Buster being back, like how, how would you describe to fans? Uh, what, what this team has to offer the, the rest of the way. Well, first of all, they're not surprised by the outcome of their of their good start. You know, this is a team that has a lot of veteran presence. And when they opened up, think about how they, they started the season. They they opened up with a with a game against Seattle, and they had a five run lead in the eighth inning, and they lost. Well, the next day they come back and win. I mean, the resiliency of this club. And the confidence, the inner confidence that they had before the first pitch was thrown is something that has started to take on a chemistry. And, uh, and you know, when you have chemistry with a team, it only gets enhanced with fan interaction, fan enthusiasm, where the fans truly buy in to a belief that this team is good, solidifies the team's belief that they themselves are good you need that confirmation from your fans to keep it going and that's what's happening right now and that's what i see is going to keep continuing to happen so uh it's still early and they haven't played the dodgers yet but but how are you feeling about the sustainability of what we've seen so far well they have to stay healthy i mean injuries have become an issue we've got some guys who are dinged up right now Uh, solano's on the on the dl with a calf it's going to take some time uh, we've seen uh, Longoria, who's been day-to-day with some stiffness, and same can be said for Brandon Crawford. It's just a matter of keeping these guys healthy. That's going to be the key as they go forward. They've got, they've got the tools to be good all year. They need to stay healthy. 
Next up, we hear from Giants Executive Vice President of Administration, Alfie Felder, who is involved in every aspect of the stadium operation we're all experiencing as fans. I'm sure you've had more conversations than you can count with city officials, county officials. What did it take to get to this moment where fans were allowed back in the stadium? Well, I think the key has been just making sure that we had good communication and that we were communicating a plan that that put health and safety first. And, you know, that's been our priority all along. And I think as a byproduct, you know, we are where we are, welcoming fans back into the building and just really, really happy to, to be able to uh, have fans enjoy live baseball in, uh, in beautiful Oracle Park. Uh, when the green light for fans came, what was that moment like for you? I wonder, like, did, did you have a chance to, to privately uh, react to all the work that went in? Yeah, candidly, uh, you know, I think there was still a fair amount of anxiety at that point because, you know, this was this is something I don't think we ever anticipated working through. And we've seen things go so many different ways through the pandemic that, you know, I think we were pretty anxious about how it would all play out. And fortunately, uh, you know, I think it's gone very smoothly so far. And so I think there was a moment to exhale, you know, once fans were in the building, uh, on opening day, and, and we saw the first pitch happen with fans where they needed to be in their seats, and you know that was the moment where I think uh, there was that, uh, you know, that 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 reflection. I I wonder also maybe the order of things. Like, was it hey, you get a green light for fans now? Let's come up with the protocols, or did the protocols have to be in place before you got the green light? How, how did it all come together? You know, we had to have the protocols in place, and we we had to go to the city with a plan that that really made it clear that this was going to be an environment that the city would feel good about in terms of the health and safety. And so, you know, there was a lot that went into that. We were fortunate to have had the experience last summer on a much, much smaller scale of, you know, putting together a baseball season that, that did require having a good number of people in the building, obviously not, not fans, uh, but that was a really good starting point for us. I think it demonstrated uh, our ability to do things safely. And, and we kind of ramped up from that, as we put our plans together for 2021. Both based on what you've seen in, in early homestands and then also taking into account what's going to come next, how are these protocols continuing to evolve? Well, I think what we're seeing is greater flexibility in terms of the number of fans, first and foremost. And so, you know, we've seen uh, our ability, uh, you know, to have vaccination sections, for example, uh, coming online here, which is going to increase uh, our, our capacity at the ballpark. Uh, and then as, as the health situation improves, you know, certainly we hope to see things relaxed further so we can get even more fans uh, in the stands. And I think it's also possible that over time uh, some of the other restrictions may be relaxed. But, you know, we need the health situation to move forward positively for some of that stuff to happen. And, you know, it's, it's hard to speculate because, as I said, things have gone so many different ways over the course of the pandemic. You just, you know, you just want to kind of appreciate the positive progression we're making um, and, uh, and, and and just be fortunate that we're seeing more and more people in the building because yeah. that's the key, right? I mean, to get to get more people to enjoy baseball. I, I think what you're saying is also an acknowledgement to it's the Giants, it's San Francisco, it's it's the state of California. We, we know the way our state has handled things, uh, but it does lead to a question. How did it affect all of you? What was your reaction as you're putting plans together and then you see other stadiums, other cities doing it very differently around the country. Yeah, no, it, it 
it is it is hard because you know we are having to plan differently than everybody else and and we're looking at what other people are doing and and we're adding a few different layers to it and and that that can be challenging at the same time though uh, i think we feel good about the fact that it's it's being done from a point of view of of maximizing health and safety and it's hard not to feel good about that right and and you know we're we're getting people in the building people are having a good experience and we're learning things that i think also are going to lead to a better overall fan experience moving forward you know this move to mobile uh you know to to, to mobile ordering for example um that that we that we had an opening day almost exclusively um that that's going to allow for a fan amenity uh once we get through the pandemic so we're, we're trying to look at the silver linings and uh, and the learnings that will serve us well in the long run, too. So you're not just necessarily talking about the evolution as more fans come back. You're you're talking about maybe some of the things that you've learned that, that will just stay forever. Yeah, no, I think that's absolutely true. You know, even the entry experience is something that, uh, I don't know, if, if, uh, you know, for fans that haven't come to the ballpark, um, the magnetometers, many of the magnetometers have been replaced by a, a new entry system, um, which is taking care of security uh, in, a, in a much more efficient way. So um, we've got these Evolve units that allow people to uh, seamlessly pass through um, the, um, the magnetometers without actually having uh, to have individual bags uh, inspected. And, and that's uh, without sacrificing any security, it's speeding up the entry process. It's just using technology uh, to do the task uh, of, of the security screening in a different way. And that's something that we've been able to introduce during the pandemic, and it's, it's gotten people into the building faster while also enhancing uh, safety. So that's another, you know, that's, a, that's another silver lining that we've, we've been able to do that. Alfie, the fans you've talked to after they've gone to a game, what are they sharing with you? They're just loving being able to connect with baseball in person. And I think that they're finding that, you know, as, as much as everybody would love to see more people in the building, uh, it's, a, it's a really nice, relaxed experience. And, um, you know, fewer people means less crowding. And as much as we, we ultimately want to see that, uh, for the fans who are coming now, it's, it's leading to a really, really positive ballpark experience where the focus is on baseball. Uh, and when the baseball being played is as good as the baseball has been, uh, that's all you need. I don't want to ask you to predict anything pandemic-related, but but if everything continues to go in in the right direction, I, I wonder how you see the seating chart, for example, evolving, and and what you see this looking like toward the end of the year. Well, look, I certainly hope that we are in a in, in a position where the ballpark is is getting uh, getting close to full, and you know. Uh, that, that's going to that's going to require a lot to happen on the on the health front, but you know we're certainly trending in a positive direction. And having that kind of energy back in the building will will be great. And I think it'll give us time to ramp up to that. And uh, and so that's that's what I'm hoping for. You know, and um, you know we, we may still be wearing masks, but but I'll tell you what, uh, the masks have not uh, diminished the energy uh, in the building so far. And uh, if that's the price we have to pay, uh, you know, as a, as a community over the next few months to get through this year, I, I think it'll be worth it. You know, I actually found that the mask sometimes on a, on a chilly April evening is not the worst thing to wear, actually, Alfie. So it's, maybe, that's, uh, maybe there's a silver lining there. It's, that's a, it's a good point. We have had, uh, we've had some cool nights for sure this year. Uh, yeah. Uh, however, we know that that's co- going to change soon. As things sort of 
go to uh, to the very next level, which is uh, the month of May and, and how things might be opening up a little bit further? What's what's on the front burner right now? Next steps for stadium operations? Well, I think we want to make sure that we're ready for more people in the building, right? It's one thing to host, uh, you know, uh, 10,000 people. It's another thing to host 20 or more. Uh, and, you know, if that's the direction we're going and it looks like we're, we're going to be moving towards that, we got to make sure that, 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 that we're ready. And so we're, we're focused on that. we got to welcome more employees back to be able to do that. we got to broaden the menu offerings on the concession side, uh, and we'll work with our partners to do that. But I think it's, it's just working to make sure to reintroduce as many of the elements of Oracle Park that people have come to love over the last 20 years here uh, and, and, and get as much of that back into the building as possible uh, over the course of the summer. And as we head into May and then into the summer, uh, I think that's what's going to happen. You know, we've got some giveaways happening, for example, in May. So, you know, one of the, the uh, age-old traditions at the ballpark of uh, uh, of, of a giveaway item will come back in May. And so, you know, it's it's uh, it's, it's baby steps, but uh, hopefully we make we make a few of them here. What giveaways are, are, are coming up, and, and how will that be different or similar than it's been in the past? Well, I think we're going to have a Mother's Day uh, hat giveaway, uh, and, and I think that that will largely look the same. I mean, I think the process, you know, will be spaced out, uh, you know, in terms of, of, of how people entry, uh, how people enter uh, and, and, and come through the gates. We'll, we'll make sure that, uh, you know, we minimize the crowding as that all happens. But other than that, you know, I think it's, gonna, it's probably going to look a lot like it has in the past. You ever give yourself the opportunity to just step back and look at the whole picture of everything that has taken place over the months leading up to now? And and I wonder if you do, what what goes through your mind? Well, you know, the beauty for me is I've got two kids who love to come to the ballpark. And so, (laughs) you know, that moment for me is uh, seeing the joy on their face. Uh, you know, as, as, as they experienced the ballpark, my son caught a ball, uh, a foul ball on opening day, and that brought so much joy to him and to the rest of the family. And it's those moments that, uh, that give you that opportunity to reflect and, 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 and you know, really recognize that, um, that the fun and the joy that we bring uh, has, has real value. I love it. The percentage chances for getting a foul ball have gone way up. I will say that. What, what did, did your son actually catch it or did he just scramble for it? Oh, he caught it. No, he caught it. And, and, uh, he and, and, and all of us in the family are quite proud of that, uh, uh, though he did acknowledge that his chances were significantly higher given the, the, uh, the, the relatively low attendance on opening day. Look at that, a math brain and an athlete. Alfie, well done. <laughs> I hope he continues down that path. Okay, quick pause to tell you about our sponsor, T-Mobile, one of our favorite partners because of how relevant they are to Giants fans. Because you're never far from McCovey Cove when you've got America's largest and fastest 5G network. In other words, T-Mobile is your ticket to the game, whether you're home or away. The Giants are big league. Why don't you come on up and join them? Switch to T-Mobile, the leader in 5G. Fastest 5G by Open Signal Awards based on average speeds in USA 5G Experience Report January 2021. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. And now back to Inside Giant Moments. I know a lot of people who go to Oracle Park for the food as much as the baseball. Let's hear from Director of Hospitality Chris Goodyear, who's the man in charge of what we eat and how it gets delivered. What kind of a reaction are you hearing from fans since they got back to the ballpark? Yeah, overall, uh, 
fans are generally just excited and happy to be back at Oracle Park to watch Giants baseball. And uh, a huge component of that is enjoying the game with some food and drink. And we've, gen- we've most definitely seen around the ballpark that fans are out in uh, as full force as they can be. They are enjoying hot dogs. They are enjoying the Sheboygan Bratwurst. Uh, they are enjoying their Girardelli Sunday and an ice-cold beer and ice-cold Coke. So it is, it is great to see fans back and uh, enjoying games in the fashion that we've become accustomed to. I know the mobile ordering has been the big new thing for everybody to to get used to. What's that experience been like? Has there been anything unforeseen with putting that all together? Yeah, great, great question, Mark. Uh, you know, we we definitely ventured into the unknown over the over the past year uh, and have been following obviously following state and uh, local San Francisco guidance uh, in how we're going to operate the ballpark and reopen the ballpark. Uh, one, of the, one of the guidance that we've received from state and local authorities is the process of creating a mobile ordering process through fans' mobile devices. So we've been working on this project over the past six to nine months to really cr- hopefully create a very seamless experience for our fans and give them the ability to uh, order food and beverage and concessions uh, over their phone. Uh, the, the process uh, has, has went fairly smoothly. Of course, anytime we roll out new technology and new processes, there's bound to maybe be a couple of hiccups, but uh, our team at the ballpark has really been great about making changes on a game-by-game basis, listening to our fans, hearing feedback, and we're continually – improving the process and making it more streamlined for fans as they as they experience the game chris it's such an interesting dynamic because going to giants games is something people have been doing for ages in in san francisco uh so it should be just like an old shoe for fans right except for it's not this is all new so i wonder if in any way this felt like opening up a a brand new restaurant or something like that Mark, that is Mark. That is a perfect analogy that I've used many times, especially over the last couple of weeks. As you know, we've we've reopened the building and, and got fans to return. The the process has been long. Um, it has been difficult and challenging. We're there's quite a few layers of complexity. First of all, uh, us within the organization need to get comfortable with the process. We need to help and assist to build this process to make it fan-comfortable and fan-safe. We need to train all of our frontline staff from our concession stand workers to our guest services to make sure that they're comfortable with and can appropriately communicate the process. And then at the same time, running all of this in parallel, we need to make sure that we're appropriately communicating it to our fans and make sure that our fans are comfortable. The traditional process, which has been going on for decades and decades, you come to the ballpark, you see your favorite concession stand, you get in line, you get up and you order your your favorite food or drink from the concession stand employee. Uh, that process was totally changed. We're now engaging through through a mobile device and through through fans' phones. So there's definitely a learning curve and a comfortability timeline where fans getting comfortable with the process and us getting comfortable facilitating facilitating that process within the ballpark. Uh, has has been a long road, um, but I can say just even over this last weekend in this last homestand, you know, we've seen that 
fans are more comfortable with the process. They're ordering from their seats. You know, they're maybe walking the concourse, seeing what they want. And then when they get to their seat, they're, they're ordering what they like. They get their text message that their order is ready. And that process has really become streamlined. They, they walk up. They give their name or scan their receipt to the concession stand worker, and their order is, is ready quick, and they're, they're moved out of line and, and back so they can enjoy the game. So a couple of great benefits. One, the process is quicker, uh, which is great from a fan experience. When I'm at the game, I want to spend less time in line and more time at my seat, and yep. mobile ordering helps facilitate that. Uh, and then the other within, you know, within COVID-19 protocols is we're, we're reducing – time in line and cues and, and maximizing social distancing. So these are all great, all great benefits. You know, a, a lot of what you just said is, is based on the current needs of our society, but a lot of it also sounded like uh, you, you feel like this is a better way to do it. So what are you finding in this process that you feel may be the wave of the future? Yeah, we, we are, when we started this process, uh, you know, we are definitely, as an organization, we're committed to seeing the mobile ordering process through. As, you know, there's, as adoption rates with technology and, you know, just the population as a whole, not just our Giants fans, become more comfortable with technology and, and different ways of doing things. Uh, the process and the experience of mobile ordering is, is not something that we just see as a short-term fix for uh COVID-19 protocols, maintaining social distancing, distancing and keeping our fans safe. We really see mobile ordering as a great way for fans to engage with the food and beverage experience at the ballpark. Now, the traditional walk-up process, the, the, the searing and grilling of the bratwurst and the smelling of the popped popcorn, right? We're, we're hoping as we can to bring all of those back so that traditional ballpark experience is alive and, and all of the, the senses and the sights and the sounds are, are really developed. But the mobile ordering process is something that and the ability to just order on your phone is something that's great. And I think that fans are really going to come to like this. Uh, and look, we're, we're also honest that some fans might not want to order mobily when they, when they have the ability not to and they just want to walk up. But we feel strongly that a great subset of our fans are really going to find that this process is, is easier. It's a great way for them to engage with the ballpark app and with the ballpark experience. And as I mentioned earlier, the more time you can send in your seat, spend in your seat watching the game makes for a much better experience. Is this something that you will still be able to do in theory once the place is full? Like, do you all have the bandwidth for food to be brought to seats and people cruising around with, with QR codes and whatnot if there are 40,000 fans in the building? Yeah, and that is, you know, this is, Mark, this is a great, this is a great question. It's something that, you know, as we continue to develop the process, we're always thinking forward to how are we going to leverage and improve this for maximum, maximum ballpark attendance. And it's something that we think about a lot. We definitely don't have all of those answers right now, but it's something that we are working and aiming towards. And it's going to just take us, we're constantly going to just have to make some small changes here and some small changes there to make sure that we can maximize it. Whether it's maybe we get to a point where we need two mobile order pickup lines rather than one mobile order pickup line. So I think what fans can come to expect over the course of this year and even into to next season is that they're going to see some constant small changes, which are all for the benefit of making that experience and the ability to execute it 
possible on a larger scale. Uh, how did you go about selecting what food items were going to be on on this particular mobile menu? Yeah, one of one of what I consider to be the strengths of the Oracle Park Food and Beverage Experience is our ability to do a broad, sweeping, and large range of offerings. You know, everything from the Sheboygan Bratwurst to the Cha Cha Bowl to the Girardelli Sunday. These are all things that are really just their hallmarks of going to a Giants game and engaging with the Giants game. As we thought through how we were going to activate mobile ordering, uh, of course, all of our stands are not created equal. All of our concessions operations don't have the ability and the infrastructure to produce all of the products that we serve throughout the ballpark. So we definitely needed to be very selective in the process and make sure that we were choosing menu items that would work within our specific concepts and stands that we were opening and made available. So, you know, we transitioned some of our our sausage and hot dog items into the doggy diner stand, and and that was easy to do. Uh, An item like the cha-cha bowl, which takes a little bit of different equipment from a production standpoint, uh, we we were unfortunately not able to offer that product currently within our current constraints of the stands that we're operating. So it was really a smart process of saying, you know, these are the menu items that we feel that we can execute well and on a high level, and these are the items that we want to offer as we start the season. Our goal is is that we're able to do a little bit more, increase some attendance around the ballpark. Uh, Our hope is that we can slowly layer in some more of the specialty ballpark items. Uh, You know, so really hoping that we can, we can start to bring back some of the items that we're currently not offering to be able to offer in the, in the very near future. I wonder if you felt a little pressure in that process too, because uh, Oracle Park is, is is clearly thought of as as one of the top ballpark food destinations out there. So even though you were you were hamstrung a little bit, were, were you feeling a little pressure to to sort of meet your your own reputation here? Without without a doubt, and that is one hundred percent. And and look, let's let's be totally transparent here. The the crazy crab sandwich is one of those iconic. Oracle Park, San Francisco Giants food items. Uh, you know, if you haven't had the Crazy Crab Sandwich, as soon as we get on the it back on the menu, I recommend that you find a location serving it. Uh, it's usually out in upper center field at the Crazy Crab uh, portable concession stand and try it. And this was an item that I love. It's been one of my favorite ballpark items at Oracle Park for a long, long, long time. And we weren't able to execute it because the equipment needed to produce that item is not available in the stands that we were able to to operate our current concessions model from. Uh, and, and this was this was a tough decision for for us to make. It was very difficult for me to communicate externally because I know that everybody loves it. I know our fans want to see it back. Um, and look, this is these these items like the Cha Cha Bowl and the Crazy Crab. These are top of our mind as we continue to evolve the operation through the course of this season. We want to bring it back because I love it. I know our fans love it, uh, and can't wait to see it back in action. Chris, I wonder if you could speak to fans who maybe came to the opener or that first series against the Rockies and are looking for their next opportunity to come back after the first homestand. What what changes did did you need to make? Yeah, we, you know, we were our team that's been working on this project project uh, for mobile ordering and just concessions in general. You know, we've been at the ballpark throughout the games, really watching and, and really even talking to fans and asking about their experiences, 
We're reading our customer service emails. Uh, one thing that we have done is we have we have made that pickup process for mobiling. We've streamlined it with our concessions employees to make sure that the process is quicker. Um, you know, generally during our during our home open, our first game, uh, the process was much slower than we would have liked it to been. And a lot of that had to do with the fact that this is a new process that our employees just got trained on. Uh, right out of the bat, we get our we obviously get one of our busiest days of the season with opening day, and it's a day that we want to execute on a high level. Uh, and we we had some small misses there, uh, but the pickup and fulfillment process has gotten quicker. Our team operating the 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 mobile ordering system from within our concession stands. They're much more comfortable with it now. The text messaging system has been streamlined, so those texts are coming out quicker, more correctly. Um, so I can I can personally assure fans that as they come back to the ballpark for future games, the experience is only going to improve. Uh, and as we talked about a little earlier, Mark, we're, we're just continually going to improve this process to make it a great piece of the Oracle Park experience. Chris, you're the director of hospitality. I wonder beyond a Giants victory, because there's nothing you can do about that. Uh, beyond that, do you, do you consider food the most important part of the fan experience? Selfishly, yes. <laughs> Selfishly, yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> and it, and it, you know, it's a personal look. It's a personal passion of mine. Um, you know, I can. I can go back to, you know, my first Giants game at Candlestick uh, when I moved back out to the Bay Area in 1988. I can remember my first hot dog at Oracle Park, and that experience has just kind of propelled me into this role. Um, so, yes, I, I think that that food and beverage component is, is extremely important to, uh, to what a visit to Oracle Park is like. Uh, Chris, wonderful stuff. By the way, I agree with you. I, I, I do think food outside of a victory is uh, is probably the next thing I'm thinking about when I uh, when I go to the ball game for sure. Really fun to hear about how this came together, and uh, and and just appreciate you coming on. Thanks so much. Absolutely, Mark. Mark, my my pleasure. Great talking to you, and uh, looking forward to uh, obviously some more Giants victories, and and we'll we'll chalk up some wins uh, and. To, to some great experiences and food and drink out at, out at Oracle Park. As you know, there's a lot more to going to a Giants game than just the game itself, and a lot of it had to change this year. Your experience entering, getting to your seat, eating, and enjoying your surroundings are the result of the day-to-day work from Casey Baxa, Director of Customer Service. Before we get too deep into the issues the Giants and and therefore you are are facing right now, can I ask to to maybe look back a little bit, the challenges of directing customer service for a customer-based industry that was forced to totally change how it serves customers. How have you you all gone about handling that? Yes, it has definitely been a challenge. Um, You know, and before we even talk about the external challenges, you know, a big internal challenge that we faced was working from home. Um, That's not something that the Giants front office had ever done, let alone a customer service team that operates out of a call center. Um, So when we were first directed to go home, I mean, our team honestly was asking if we could stay because we (laughs) didn't know, like, if we could take calls and emails at, at home. Like, our staff didn't have the setup to do that. So 
um, just that alone has been been a challenge. And, you know, it's, it's also we're a team that operates so much on back and forth with each other, asking questions, you know, best practices, hearing people on the phone. And, and we don't have that either. So internally, that was that was a big adjustment for us. No doubt, I bet. And and now, as as we bring it to uh, all of the work that has gone into to getting to this month, this month of April, and and the news that that fans would be welcomed back, and we're two homestands in, and I'm sure there's all kinds of info coming in with each homestand. How are you feeling about how things have gone so far? I I feel really good. I do. Um, and there were some moments where I didn't think I would feel good, um, but we we got here and there was a lot of hard work done by a lot of people not only on my team but basically every team within the front office to to get us here but i think the first homestand um we were sending out surveys after the game and 96 percent of people said that they felt very aware of what the policies were when they arrived at oracle park so Mm -hmm. to me that is a true testament of of the hard work that we put in and, and that it's it's being successful and well received. Uh, yeah, I, I I'm part of that ninety six percent. I uh <laughs> I've gone to two games and I, I I thought that the the information flow, the process, the uh you know, the work that even the ushers are doing kinda helping on the on the ground floor I thought it was all really clear and it was evident, you know, the work that you're talking about, it's evident when you walk into the building what everybody did to go into this. And I, I I wonder how would you describe the process of what you and your team went through in order to sort of decide how this was going to look? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. So I, I think, you know, I work obviously in customer service, but I'm very, very involved in the communications around fan safe and the reopening of the ballpark. So there's a, a group of us that really tried to, take us like work backwards almost. So starting with then a fan being at the ballpark and working back to what are all of the steps that we need to walk them through so that they can get to the ballpark, whether it is parking and transportation. I mean, you know, Oracle park is heavily accessed by public transportation and the public transportation sector has been hit huge by the pandemic, whether it's, you know, BART trains, not operating as late as they used to, Caltrain not running as many trains. Um, So that was a component of it. And then um, what can be brought in and out of the stadium. Um, We have a new bag policy this year. Um, And then the biggest point of um, the fact that we needed people to know about was was the entry policies, um, the testing and the vaccination that's required to enter so um yeah we just worked backwards and and tried to make sure that we were there were many many touch points for fans to get this information so at point of sale um the day after the sale leading up to the game via email posts via our our social channels um and then a ton of information on our website um sfgiants.com fansafe and then also using the tv drops um, once the game started, to try and get information out to our fans who were actively watching the game. You know, the city of San Francisco, the state of California, uh, certainly when you, you look at the country as a whole, 
uh, our our state, our area, your team, I think wants to wants to lean on the side of of being very very careful. When you look around the country, though, and see other teams doing it different ways, did that make you all feel pressure? Did it make you second guess the decisions? What 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 was that like to see? I mean, that's a very good point. Yeah, when we saw stadiums, you know, opening up with forty thousand fans. Um, I think there's a part of us that thought, gosh, that would probably be easier. But I don't think any of us ever, (laughs) ever thought that that was the the right path forward. Um, Yes, we are in the we are a business and we are in a business to sell tickets. But we are also in a business of taking care of our customers, our lifelong fans and creating a safe and comfortable environment. You know, a place that these people call home was incredibly important to us because we need these people to be coming back to the ballpark time and time again when we are not in a pandemic. And we need them to remember that during a time of unknown and uncertainty that we were safe and that we took their safety into, into consideration in every plan and every decision that we made. So Casey, let's bring it up to this minute. So all the work that goes into the initial open then you open, and I'm sure a lot of info and intel comes in. So how does that change the job? What's everybody working on now? Yeah, well, I think in the moment that that changes the job a lot. And that, I would say, was, was the hardest part of the reopening. And even now is how quickly information is changing. I mean, it is evolving literally every day. Um, and so that makes communicating, clearly communicating to our customers, difficult. So leaning into the, the FanSafe website that I mentioned, that gives us flexibility to change things on the fly. So, I mean, it is almost every day that I'm hearing from my team like, hey, you know, I've got, we've gotten a lot of questions on X or people keep asking about Y. And we can quickly pivot and update the website, whether it's adding more information or just simply changing the language to, to make it more clear. Um, so that, again, gives us more flexibility to, to help with questions on the fly. Um, when you talk about what things are changing and, and how we are, what we're doing now, we are getting ready for our May on sale. Um, so season ticket members get first priority for tickets um, at Oracle Park, and their booking windows start this coming Monday. Um, within the last 24 hours, we have gotten news that the testing policies are changing for the month right. of May. So we had to um, adjust, again, mid-communication cycle with our customers. We had already gone out with information about their on-sale um, to provide them with, with details because it's it's so important that they know what they're buying when they buy it so that they can make an educated decision of if this works for them. Um, And then in addition, we are also this coming Monday starting um, selling tickets in May for our fully vaccinated sections, which is a new um, guideline that the state of California has approved that if someone is fully vaccinated for 14 days, they can sit in a section that is non-socially distanced. So yes, when you talk about what are we doing 
right now we are still reacting um, all while still planning so that our customers can be educated and comfortable and knowledgeable about what to expect when they get to 24 Willie Mays Plaza. Yeah, so I, I mean, I'm sure that, that that you're just constantly pivoting as new information comes in, not just from the team, not just from Major League Baseball, but the state of California, the city of San Francisco. Uh, the best you can right now, what tips do you have for fans who want to come in May to ensure that they have a smooth experience? Yes. So first and foremost, please read your emails. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, there are a lot of them. I, I acknowledge that. Um, I apologize if they are starting to feel like spam, but uh, it is. I promise it is for your best interest. So read the emails. We do have um, a specific workflow set up so that if you are a ticket holder, um, you are in the queue to receive three to four emails leading up to your game day. So definitely read those and then um, utilizing sfgiants.com slash fansafe as your primary resource for updated information. Um, I think I'm very confident that any question that you have can be answered utilizing that site. What adjustments were made immediately after homestand one or maybe even game or two one? What what kind of feedback did you receive and, and, and maybe some tweaks that it led to? Yeah, um, definitely. It was game by game. I can tell you that. Um, yeah. So for those that came on opening day, um, that was our you know largest crowd of, of the homestand. Of course, it always is. Um, so that was you know a true test of all of our our new systems. So I think the area that we adjusted the most was our uh, mobile ordering, our concessions that you have to order through the the app, um, and it was small tweaks like the confirmation text didn't include the stand location. It, it included like a number that really didn't make sense to the customer. So just even that night we made that change and I saw a, a big drop in confused customers walking yeah. <laughs> to try and pick up their food. So that was a big change. Yeah. Um, yeah, that um, was, then, that was, that, <laughs> that was another one I experienced by day? the way. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. there opening day and I did, I did, uh, I did get lost once, but it's okay. We found my son's soft pretzel. We, it, it worked out just so you know, Casey. Yeah. Good. Good. And another thing <laughs> is, is that the, you know, that was a lot of pressure on, on the stands and, and the staff, like, I, I just want to give a, a huge shout out to all of our game day staff. I mean, opening day was the first time that they had been back inside the ballpark in 18 months. Like imagine coming back to work after 18 months and then yeah. coming back to work where not one thing that you did 18 months ago is the same. Um, so that was, you know, that put a lot of pressure on them. And, and there are parts of the mobile ordering system that are, you know, manual. So for example, when a, a ticket comes in, um, the stand is required for, you know, pushing it back out so that a customer gets the text message that their food is ready. And that um, definitely had some, some hiccups on opening day. So I know that there were customers who either never got their confirmation text or it was very delayed. So I have seen vast improvements in that, again, even within 24 hours after opening day. I will say, and I wonder if you've experienced this from your, a lot of your customers, what I found, by the way, in, in people cruising around and learning how to do this, 
there was incredible patience from from the fans because I, I, I a bunch of times I heard people say, "Hey, uh, <laughs> this is new for everybody. You know, give the Giants a few games, a few home stands, and uh, and and this will this will get easier as it goes." Which I think is a, a message with regard to everything over the last year and a half. I could not agree with you more. I mean, when we're talking with customers on the phone or via email or in person, the level of patience and understanding has has been tremendous. Um, and it just reminds us, like, A, why we're in this business, and B, that we just we have such a great fan base. So to anyone listening, yes, thank you for your patience as we <laughs> adjust to these, to these new rules. Um, and I, I think that... You can be confident that we um, we have your best interest in mind, and we will definitely get to a place where everything is smooth sailing as it has been in all of your other visits to the ballpark. Casey, throughout the pandemic, there are always these little silver linings for people. Maybe it's more time with family or, or what have you. I wonder if you've found any of these in welcoming fans back to the ballpark in a new way. Have you all found anything that you think works better than it used to and you'll keep it long term that's a great question um i have to say i I know that mobile ordering is very new to our fan base but i think that that is a wonderful change um the fact that you can sit in your seat watching a pitch or a hit or a play at first base and order your food without missing out on any of the action. I think that that is absolutely something that will stay. Um, and we'll, we'll see this homestand. We've also been approved for some select walk-up concessions, um, specifically around beverages. So I think that a hybrid of walk-up and mobile ordering and pickup is definitely a thing that is here to stay. Uh, yeah, I think it's great. I, I, I think it's uh, you know the more the more you can stay in the in the seat, the uh, the the better. So uh, again, just one person's opinion, but but I enjoyed that as well. Uh, Casey, wonderful to have you, and and thank you so much for all uh, the, the incredibly hard work that that you and and your group have been doing to get us all back to this point. Thank you. Yeah, a huge shout out to again everyone in the front office, but specifically for my team um, answering a lot of questions on the fly that are, that are new. And, and that's been hard for our staff and our customers. I mean, we all like to be able to, to plan um, and know what to expect. And in these days um, it's not as easy as it used to, but yeah, huge shout out to, to all of my team who's been helping our customers navigate back to the ballpark. Last and most certainly not least, she is the voice of Oracle Park, Rennell Brooks-Moon. Rennell has been the soundtrack of our experience since the park opened, and she took tremendous joy in reopening the park this year and sharing about the in-game entertainment presentation. Rennell, how are you? I'm doing well. It's just amazing to be back at the ballpark with fans in the house. It's just been so amazing, and I can't stop smiling. I, I, I tell you what, it, it's, it's really been uh, – I've been calling it therapy. Uh, to be able to go there, and I've only been a couple of times. You've obviously been there for all of them. Take take us through opening day, and and your voice being the one that welcomed Bay Area baseball fans back to the park. You know, Mark, I um, 
I was actually nervous when I woke up that morning, and I I don't get nervous. I haven't been nervous since Game 3 of the 2002 World Series. I was really nervous for that one. <laughs> but I was nervous because the day carried so much weight and so much emotion, and there had been so much hype, you know, leading up to, you know, welcoming our fans back. And I didn't want to mess up that moment for our fans. And, you know, our, our pregame ceremony was filled with um, so much content, you know, um, celebrating our resiliency as a community and as Giants fans this past year and also dealing with social justice. It was just packed with so much. And I felt a huge responsibility to, um, you know, to get it right for everybody, to set the right tone and and to just to really celebrate the fact that we are back and we're getting back to some kind of normalcy. So I was I was a bit of a wreck. <laughs> and I watched it back. And I after I welcomed everybody, um, they started cheering. You can you can see that I took a big deep breath because just the the emotion of it all. Hearing that crowd roar when I said hi, everybody, it's my privilege to welcome you back to Oracle Park. So it was a jam-packed day filled with a lot of emotion. I, I, I bet. I mean, you mentioned the nerves going in, the deep breath after the first line. Then what happens emotionally as it starts to unfold? And and you're not only narrating it, but there are portions that you're watching take place as well. So Rennell, the fan, gets maybe a moment or two in there as well. What What was all of that like? Well, you know, um, even before uh, the ceremony, pregame ceremony started and I walked out onto the concourse, um, part of my, you know, game day pregame routine pre-pandemic was to have some time with the fans, you know, to get some hugs in and take selfies and, you know, because we've just, we've developed this wonderful, you know, relationship over the last 21 seasons. So I had forgotten about how much I missed that and then, not being able to really touch and hug them because, you know, I'm a touchy, huggy people person, <laughs> you know, and, and to have them like taking pictures of me and, you know, trying to grab selfies and stuff and, you know, have that connection with them. I had really forgotten about how much I missed that. And even just walking into the ballpark and, and seeing them and, you know, a couple of kids that are Woodside uh, alumni, as I'm a proud Woodside Wildcat, as you know, uh, they were like, Rennell Woodside's in the house, took a couple of pictures with them before I went into the ballpark. So, I had forgotten how much I enjoyed that camaraderie with the fans. Um, uh, And then I tell you, we had what, 8,000 fans for the, for the home opener, but it felt like a full house. I mean, their energy throughout the game, I could just feel what it meant to them to be back, you know, and plus the team's been playing great. And it was just, it moved from this heaviness throughout the, the day to a much lighter emotion and again just feeling like we're we're almost there we're almost back to normal but it was spectacular uh Rennell, i was one of those fans out there it, it looked like it all went very smoothly did, did you feel like it was kind of like riding a bike like it was it seamless you just hop back on oh completely yeah. totally and yeah. you no know, not just for myself but for the whole crew and you know shout out to the crew because they do the they do the real work you know getting the the you know the videos and editing and uh, highlights and you know replays. I mean they do all the work and the the um, the uh, videos that uh, we ran pregame as well. And I mean a shout out to the crew and especially to Amanda Suzuki who's I call her the MVP of our department. She's our coordinator of uh, live experience and entertainment. But it was it in in the crew we're we're a family for so many you know years we've been a family. So it it just felt it just felt great. And it was a full crew too. Because we had a you know skeleton crew last year for obvious reasons, so 
all my kids were back. My work husband, <laughs> Kevin Skillings, our director, our family was back together, and it did. And we, I mean, we just had so much fun. So not only was it great to welcome the fans back, but it was so great just to have our crew and, you know, our entertainment department family back together. We had a blast. You know, not not being at Oracle Park, I think a lot of what we missed through that process is obvious. But I wonder for you, in getting back to announcing to live fans, were there any thoughts or emotions that arose that maybe you didn't see coming, something that you had sort of forgot? Well, there's no question that the energy of the fans is what is what drives me. And, in fact, someone on Twitter had said during the uh, home opener that, while Renelle's energy is up, she must be really happy to have the fans back. And I was like, now, wait a minute. My energy was down last year. (laughs) 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 But but it's true that it is, it is different to, you know, to PA announce, you know, to a crowd as opposed to our beloved cardboard cutouts, no disrespect. But I, it just, but it was like riding a bike, that rhythm and just letting them carry the energy for me as to how I, I announced. And, and, and and I firmly believe that it is that's a big part of the reason the team is playing so well. You know, not just here but on the road, it just have that energy that they're so accustomed to from from fans in the stands, whether you're at home or on the road. And uh, and that just the the energy. It's like a the energy of the fans gets the players hyped up and it gets us hyped up. And you know, what are we going to do next inning break, depending on the game situation? I mean, all of that stuff that you know we really really missed last year. I mean, I, I actually, I haven't announced God, uh, the performance of God Bless America to a crowd in a year, and I almost forgot, Mark. I almost mm. forgot. And yeah. it's like it's on my script, but just trying to, you know, get the uh, get the old juices flowing the way they used to. But, uh, you know, and I looked at Amanda, our MVP of the department, I was like, oh, my God, I forgot about God Bless. Let me sit down and introduce it. <laughs> These are the behind-the-scenes things that people don't know, but... Yep. Yeah, yep. so, um, and that was our first, yeah, I'd totally forgotten about that. So just getting back in the mix, you know, I might be a little rusty, but I'm getting there. Yeah, no, it sounds great. And uh, you've referenced it a couple of times uh, with the way the team is playing, and I, I wonder how you would put into words that that, that that has sort of set the tone for for the ballpark atmosphere. How, how would you describe it so far? Oh, my gosh, Mark, it, especially this the, the series with the Marlins, um, the energy was bananas, um, and our fans are, as you know, are we always say they're the best fans in baseball. They're so knowledgeable, and they're like, they'll start their own rally chants, you know, like without the help of a prompt from, you know, the scoreboard or our DJ with the, you know, the drum prompt, you know, the let's go, John. You know, and they're on their feet like yesterday. They're on their feet for that, you know, inning-ending double play. And, I mean, it, it felt like old times this weekend. It really, really did. The team is on fire. The fans are responding, you know, just as they always have, you know, especially during those, you know, great runs that we've had. And and I was like, I am so grateful. I am such a lucky girl that I get to be a part of this, you know, 82 games a year. They were into it. The other thing, too, Mark, is, with only like 8,000 fans, I can hear 
everything. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone can hear everything. And it, it like, emboldens the loud hecklers to be even louder because they can hear themselves. Yes. So I I heard a lot of this this weekend. What's the matter with Dickerson? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. And not not the Giants Dickerson. The the Marlins Dickerson. Yes. Exactly. Poor Dickerson. And then yesterday, one woman, when Brandon was, Brandon Bell was at the plate, Come on, Brandon, belt it. I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) I'm sure the players, it's got to be weird for them, too. You actually led me to something I was going to ask you about, which are, are are there any new dynamics that you've noticed? Because, yes, fans are back, but not to the level we're used to. It's still only populated to a certain percentage. So uh, is is there anything new with with the way you sort of uh, presented to the fans or they sort of presented back that you notice? Yeah, no, it just, it just felt, it, it just felt all so familiar to me. And this weekend was so much fun. I can't say it enough. The other thing was yesterday, our, our, we have a new DJ, Money Rob. I want to give him a shout out to. He's been doing a great job. But after the uh, seventh inning stretch, and then we go into like this kind of, you know, upbeat song that they can all dance to. And he played Love Shack yesterday. And, Mark, I looked around the entire ball. Everybody was on their feet getting their groove on. And I turned back and I told Money Rob, because he can't see from his vantage point, I go, dude, everybody is up. I see a sea of orange, and everybody is getting down and doing their thing. And that, again, that was a moment that I just had to take in, and I wanted to make sure that he saw it too because we didn't have that for a year. It just made me just appreciate everything so much more, you know? Absolutely. I also wonder if you're feeling that personally. Like, is there some maybe increased attention to to your voice? Are you aware of it more, all the details of the entertainment product? Because there is less ambient noise in the ballpark than a a full building. Yeah, I haven't really – again, I just kind of let the action of the game and the fans kind of determine how I – how I deliver um, my announcements and my, my intros and everything. But, you know, I will say, like I referenced that guy on Twitter that said my energy was back. Well, of course it's back because yeah. Yeah. I have that. It's like a call and response. I do the start, I do the starting lineups and I get roars every, you know, especially from Buster, you know, and it's like, so I, I'm def- I've definitely amped it up this year because they're there. But honest to goodness, Mark, 8,000 for me has been feeling like a full house. We've all been saying that it just feels it it just it feels like we're we're back and we're going to open up again for May. I'm super excited and as we keep opening up, you know, throughout the summer, you know, hopefully we'll we'll get back to that full house, but it feels it feels like it's always felt for sure. Uh, I'd also love to hear about anything else you would like to trumpet to the fans about the work that's gone into to this moment from you and the people around you. What has really gone into making the 2021 ballpark entertainment experience work? Well, I mean, just the the entire experience of you know the, what the front office staff has done in terms of um, the new safety protocols and the you know the new security check ins and all the work leading up to that day. And you know, I remember um, I may have been on with you, and I was saying everybody, yeah, because you and your son were coming. I was saying everybody be patient because yeah. you know we've never been through this. But I, you know, the front office staff has worked. I mean, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. And then our entertainment department. And again, I can't shout out the crew enough. I mean, I just show up, I get a script, 
I fix, I do my scorebook, and you know. But the that crew has worked. I mean, twelve hours, thirteen hours, fourteen hours a day, in order to give you that game day experience that you've been accustomed to. And everybody has just for months, you know, because we also too, Mark, we weren't sure what was going to happen. We have to follow, you know, the city and county of San Francisco and all the health protocols and everything. So there were a lot of like plan B's and plan C's and contingency plans in case we have this number of fans. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of work because there were certain situations that they couldn't plan for but had to have like backup plans. So I'm telling you, I I can't say enough about, about the team, the front office staff. Just everybody has just worked so hard, but it's all come, you know, from just this place of love. We're all so excited and grateful to be back and have our fans back and we know what it means to have the, for the fans to have them back so just a lot of blood sweat and tears has gone into you know making all this possible and just shout out to everybody man it's crazy thanks so much for listening to inside giant moments presented by t-mobile don't forget to give us a rating and a review and share this episode with your friends and family to make sure you never miss these exclusive conversations each week, subscribe and follow the Inside Giant Moments podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.